vibe over what we love and vibe over what we hate maybe more share struggles that welcome we to we were so happy microaggressions and where they happen i'm your host nicole young and if you haven't had a chance to yet take a listen to our intro episode that gives the background for this podcast and explains why i think microaggressions are important So today, as always, we're providing a space for people of color to share their experiences and for us to break down the phenomenon that is microaggressions. I've been asking folks for for many weeks, months, (laughs) to send in their stories, their examples of microaggressions that happen in their own lives. And so today we have one of our first episodes where someone has sent in a story and the wonderful Zakia Jackson um, has provided a story for us today. So Zakia is going to share with us and then we're going to break it down. My name is Kia Jackson. So this story I'm going to share, um, I don't know, part, part of me feels like it's not micro, it's more of a large aggression, but I think a lot of people would think it's no big deal and it's light, um, which is why I am sharing it. I was at my office this summer, and in my office, there are lots of different people in and out. I'm in a co-working space, and um, it was a day, it was Friday, we had on casual attire that day, my colleague and I, and we were redecorating and changing some things around in the office, and so I um, was, we were try- I was trying to see if I could stack some filing cabinets Uh, and so I needed to turn it over to the side and see if I could take off the wheels and you know I'm trying to be cute and DIY kind of sort of so I turn well my colleague had stepped out for a moment and um, I went ahead and turned the filing cabinet over on its side and it kind of made a loud noise not super loud but loud And then I bent over the filing cabinet and kind of looking at the wheels and figuring out what's going on. And out of the corner of my eye, I notice some feet uh, standing in the doorway, some shoes actually, standing in the doorway of our office. But the person just standing there, not speaking to me, not doing anything, which I thought was weird, kind of creepy. So I looked up at the person, white male that I did not recognize. Um... And I'm thinking he's going to ask if I'm okay or if I need some help or, you know, something like that. And so he, I look up at him and, and say, hey, hello. He says, what's going on here? Something like that. And I said, oh, you probably heard a loud noise. We're just redecorating in here today. Everything's fine. Uh, yeah, we're just, we're just redoing stuff in here today. And he replied, oh, good, because I thought I was going to have to call the police. And then he laughed and walked away. And I just looked at him with a stunned face. And he walked away before I could even respond. He made his statement and left. And I didn't recognize the guy. I hadn't seen him in our office before. Didn't know if he worked there or not. Um, But for the next maybe 20 or 25 minutes, I was so distracted and angry 
and frustrated because, of course, that week there was a fresh um, killing of an unarmed black man. And, of course, this is an ongoing thing that we're facing. And, of course, I think this was before... um, before barbecue Becky um but it, it it was in the midst of the police being called for no reason and the whole interaction made me feel sad and angry for black people that we do common basic regular things and white people think there's a need to call the police really like how could they have been helpful in that situation? (laughs) You know what? Let's say I was stealing something. The first call wouldn't be to the police. It would be to the building staff. You know, let's say I was hurt. Still wouldn't call the police. Like, it's not funny. It's not a joke. Our people are hurting. Don't ever, ever say that. And that's what I'd like to say. Um, to that person if I ever saw him again. I have not seen him since. As I listen to Zakia's story, I'm really struck by a couple of things. I think the first is that people do not understand, white people do not understand how serious some of these things are um, and how serious it is to think that you could be living your life every day and because of someone's unwarranted fear, you could possibly face death that day. Um, And to know that that possibility of death is only because you were born with black skin. (laughs) And, you know, there's a lot of laughter on this podcast. There's a lot of joking on this podcast. And I think we do it um, in order to stave off the feelings of sadness that Zakia expressed, but the sadness is real. Um, and, and the feeling that you are a stranger in the places that you call home, call work, um, and the place that you were born is an overwhelming feeling that people of color feel, um, that I don't think the average white person feels. And so I think it's really important to reflect on this and think about how we as a country are supporting um, white fragility and the endangerment of black people and brown people um, just based off of that fragility. Another thing that's striking to me is that our sadness and our pain is very rarely believed. Um, So, you know, Zakia is saying, you know, this man has to know that calling the police is a dangerous thing and, and a really fraught thing in the particular time that we're living in when this is, this is something that's happening every day. Um, and still, that pain, that worry, that concern that Zakia is feeling is not even a thing that crosses this man's mind. Instead, he decides to make a joke, and if it wasn't a joke, make a threat, and not be concerned about the very real pain and, and fright of the person who's in front of him, who is a tenant and the building that he works in as well. So I find those things really striking. Um, and I think that they are particular to the black experience in America. But also, I think, something that other people of color have experienced to varying degrees. So thanks to Zakia um, for sharing her story. Just appreciate that. For what we love. And vibe 
up over what we hate Maybe more and share struggles that we rose above And the battles that we still fight We are so happy microaggressions and where they happen is made possible by lots of lovely contributors and friends, including this week's special guest, Zakia Jackson, logo and design by Alexandra H. Corbin, music by Lion Soul featuring Manchild, produced by Young Focus. Yo, be okay.